Hi, this is Alan Benalik with the University of Nebraska, wanting to visit with you about um, the landowner goal setting. So this video is for landowners to get them to think about where they're at with their goal setting as they're thinking about this farm link thing and ag link thing, land link. And uh, please, I hope you're watching this before you start interviewing potential land seekers for your operation. I want people to start thinking about what happens to their stuff when you pass, when you're gone, what's going to happen to your stuff? Stuff. Do you have plans? Are your plans in place? Uh, do, you, do you and your spouse agree on this vision? That's really a critical step. You and your spouse, if you have one or have another partner, business partner, you have to get that set first before you could even consider thinking about um, getting into the whole landlink program or interviewing someone for the landlink program. Do your, you and your spouse agree? Next, uh, what happens? What do you want to have your, what is, what is your estate plan? Do you have your end of life documents in place? Uh, how old are they? If they're more than five years old, you probably need to review them and maybe make some adjustments, make some amendments. Do they need to be updated? Um, and when I talk about estate plans, I'm talking about end of life documents, things like your healthcare power of attorney, your healthcare directive, and your, um, your business power of attorney or the, or the durable power of attorney. And then I'm also talking about your will or trust or LLC, are those in good shape? But now, now we're going to talk about what happens to your ag operation. Do you plan to have that ag operation succeed? And do you have the documents in place for that to happen properly? Um, so do you want this? And, and the other thing is, if you're bringing a land seeker into your operation to help or work to work or hopefully take over, do you want that land seeker to, um, do you want that, that land seeker to continue with your operation? Do you want your operation to continue? Do you want your operation to succeed? Have all that kind of in place first before you think about this. The other thing is, to, let's come up with other things to think about. Um, it's important that you think about what income you're gonna need uh, from your operation later in life. If you're unable to contribute to the operation and you're no longer providing labor, maybe management, but no labor, uh, what income are you gonna need to live off of? Where do you plan to go? Do you have uh, aspirations to do trips? Do you have aspirations to take vacations? Do you have uh, do you, any of all this stuff takes money? And what are you living off of? Let's have that in place. And how is that going to work out? And how does that be adjusted given where we're at with uh, these land seekers? And what are we going to expect those land seekers to pay? We can't put them under the bus in terms of them being able to pay or they're not going to want to stay with our operation very long. Uh, where do you expect that income to come from? Uh, I don't know that there are a lot of people could just live off their social security. Some people can, but a lot of people don't necessarily. And, and, and if you're no longer able to do the work, if you're no longer a part of your operation, where do you plan to live? Uh, do you still plan to live out on the farm? Are you going to have in-home health care? How's that going to work if you come, become incapacitated? What do you plan to do? Let's have a plan for that. Let's think about what those options might be. And then um, how about the control of the operation? Uh, you know, the famous story is that a 65-year-old said uh, to one of the farm succession people, one of the farm succession uh, 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 counselors, uh, when is it appropriate to give control of your operation to your son? And that farm succession counselor knew that this 65-year-old had a 35, 40-year-old on the farm. And he said, well, you know, if your son's 35, 40 years old, been with you 10 or 15 years, it's start, time to start giving up control. And the 65-year-old goes, no, I'm not talking about my son, I'm talking about my 90-year-old father. When's he going to give up control? Because right now, my son and I get into the truck and we drive over to his place every morning and get directed to what we ought to do every day. My 90-year-old dad's not doing the work anymore, but he's sure still giving us directions. 
so that in lies or that story in lies what's happening with a lot of the of our, our landowners and a lot of our old time farmers they never really want to retire and they always want to maintain control well, i'm not being critical of that but you have to think about how you're going to handle that control and where would you plan to give that up and how are you going to give that up and in the, the next video i'll be doing is on uh, the phases of transfer and i encourage you to watch that too so you can think some more about that particular issue and if you plan to give it up, yes, yes, good, fine. But who are you going to give it up to? Are you giving it up just to your children? Are you giving it up to this new land seeker? How do you want your operation to go forward? So think about those big picture goals. What do I need for my operation for income? What do I need for my operation for where I'm going to live? What do I need to, how do I going to transfer control? How am I going to transfer my assets? Who are my assets going to go to? And uh, there'll be some more stuff in the next video, but, but this gets you an idea about before you start this interview process with a land seeker, thinking about what do you want to have, what do you need to make sure you have in place? And of course, be sure you communicate this with your children if you have children involved, and be sure to and absolutely be sure you are, are in agreement with your spouse. Have that if that's involved, if that comes into play, make sure that that's taken care of. So that's what I had to say in this video, and I, I hope you find it helpful. And if you got questions, please contact me. I'm at 402 uh, 4721771. Please leave a message. I'll be glad to get back to you as soon as possible. And even through the pandemic, and I'm working at home a lot of times, still leave a message. It still comes to me via a, uh, a voice file that's attached to an email message. And so I'll still get your message and I still, I still will call you back. Thanks, glad to, glad to have you listen in and have a great day.